Warren were middle-aged to elderly. Helen classified them as definite types, academic, frigid and well-bred, but otherwise devoid of the vital human interest. Their stepmother, however, old lady Warren, the invalid in the blue room, was of a richer mould. Blood and mud had been used in her mixture, and the whole was churned up thrice daily by a dose of evil temper. She was a terror of the household. Only yesterday she had flung a basin of gruel at her nurse's head. It had been her natural and ladylike protest against this substitute for the rare steak which she preferred but was unable to chew. As her aim was excellent, it had achieved the desired result. That morning, Oates had driven the departing nurse into the town and was coming back in the evening with a fresh target. Helen, who had not yet been brought into contact with the old lady, rather admired her spirit. The household was waiting for her to die, but she still called the tune. Every morning, death knocked politely on the door of the blue room, and Lady Warren saluted him in her customary fashion with a thumb to her nose. Besides this low comedy relief, Helen suspected the triangle situation, as represented by the professor's son, his daughter-in-law, and the resident pupil, whom the professor was coaching for the Indian Civil Service. The son, a clever, ugly youth, was violently and aggressively in love with his wife, Simone. She was an unusually attractive girl, with money of her own and a wanton streak in her composition. To put it mildly, she was an experimentalist with men. At present, she was plainly trying to make sentimental history with the pupil Stephen Rice, a good-looking casual young sprig, rejected of Oxford. Helen liked him instinctively and hoped he would continue to resist the lady. Although her curiosity hovered around the summit and its inmates, her duties were her chief interest. The reminder that she had a new job to hold down made her pull a face as she glanced at her watch. Already the first shadows were beginning to stir, as a prelude to the short interlude between the lights. Very soon it would be dark. A long walk stretched between her and the summit. She could see it in the distance, blocked with solid assurance against the background of shrouded hills, but dividing them yawned a bowl of empty country, which dipped down for about a mile into a tree-lined hollow, before it climbed up a corresponding slope to the young plantation on its crest. In spite of her stoicism, Helen's heart sank faintly at the prospect of repassing through that choked dell. Since she had come to the summit, she had been struck by the density of the surrounding undergrowth. When she looked out of the windows at twilight, the evergreen shrubs on the lawn seemed actually to move and advance closer to the walls, as though they were pioneers in a creeping invasion. Feeling secure as in a fortress, she enjoyed the contrast between the witched garden and the solid house, cheerful with lights and voices. She was inside and safe. But now she was outside, and nearly two miles away. Idiot! she told herself. It's not late. It's only dark. Scram! As she was denied the employer's privilege of abuse, she got even by saying exactly what she liked to herself. 
She whipped up her courage by calling herself a choice collection of names as she began to run cautiously, slipping on the slimy camber of the lane since the rutted middle was too stony for safety. She kept her eyes fixed on her goal, which seemed to be sinking gradually into the ground as she dipped lower and lower. Just before she lost sight of it, a light gleamed out of the window of the blue room. It seemed to her a signal, calling her back to a special duty. Every evening, at twilight, she had to go round the house, locking the doors and putting the shutters over the windows. Hitherto she had derided the job as the limit of precaution, but here, in the tenebrous solitude, it seemed an unpleasant significance. There was a connection between it and a certain atmosphere of tension. Excitement in the kitchen, whispers in the drawing room, which emanated from a background of murder. Murder. Helen shied instinctively at the word. Her mind was too healthy to regard crime other than fiction.